Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show, the show's Twitter, L at LO underscore Penguins. Um, we're here. We have a lot to get to today. You know, we'll talk about All-Star Weekend, you know, how it was kind of a bit of a dud outside of um, Alexander Chris Letang, uh, Alexander, just Alexander Letang, Chris Letang's son, stealing the show a lot. I, that was probably the cutest thing. And the women's three-on-three was awesome, but the game overall was just a dud. But, you know, I'd be remiss if we didn't start off today's podcast because, you know, we all know this is an episode. I mean, this is a show about Pittsburgh Penguins, a daily thing that's going on with them. But, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't start today's show with about, of course, the tragic, tragic loss of Kobe Bryant yesterday, um, one of the top 10 best players um, of all time, the second best player probably of our generation, of course, uh, died in the helicopter crash. And, um, you know, this is a death, I think, for many, many people, you know, myself included, that, you know, you're going to know exactly what you were doing um, when he ultimately, of course, passed away. You know, I think a lot of people could say that, you know, for, you know, of course, way back when, when, you know, John Lennon passed away and how big that was, you know, maybe someone like Jimi Hendrix, you know, Muhammad Ali, first, if you want to compare it to sports, uh, you know, Neil Peart obviously just passed away a couple weeks ago for music, but you're just, you're going to know exactly what you were doing when Kobe Bryant, unfortunately, of course, passed away in the helicopter crash. And um, this is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be afraid to admit it. I was a mess yesterday. I probably cried more times than I could remember. And, you know, you're allowed to do that even though if you don't know someone personally that passes away. You know, there's it's not really, you know, some people might like to say, you know, oh, well, you know, you're making it about you if you like post stuff and about like your, your, your personal experiences with like, you know, like how he like meant so much to you, even though you never met him or like really knew him. And it's like, that's not really it at all. And just show some compassion. You know, Kobe Bryant had such a massive effect on my life as a younger kid. You know, I mean, especially me, I don't think a lot of people know this. I grew up a Los Angeles Lakers fan. You know, my stepdad would take me to Wizards games, but you know, I really wasn't a fan of them. Like Kobe Bryant was one of the the players that I grew up watching, of course, like I said, I loved the Lakers. You know, I know, remember exactly where I was um, when he had the 81-point game against the Raptors in 2007. I was up in Philadelphia visiting family. I stayed up a little later than I should have watching the game. And, you know, um, you know, I woke up the next morning and saw the rest of the highlights. And, you know, I just it put a big smile on my face. You know, I obviously – I played basketball – as a younger kid, and even though I don't follow the NBA as much anymore, I kind of fell out of love with it. Um, I did it when I was a really younger kid, and um, Kobe was just such an—he was just such an inspirational player. You know, just the way, just how good he was. You know, you all—you always had when I was always play with my friends outside playing a pickup game of basketball in my neighborhood. You know, we'd always say, you know, last shot. And then whoever would put it up, be like, all right, Kobe, for the win. And then whoever made it, we'd all just go crazy. Like, oh, my God, you're Kobe Bryant. You just won the game. It was just it, – that's 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 how much he meant to, like, all of us. And he was just – I'm trying to get through this without, you know, crying or anything because, you know, yesterday was obviously a lot. But, you know, when I played as a younger kid, you know, when I played all, in all those youth basketball uh, leagues, you know, I, I strive to be as good as he want, was because I saw just how good he was on the court, what he could do, his dunks, his shooting, his three-point accuracy, the way he broke, the, I think, the Lakers record for free throw, most consecutive free throws. You know, now he still has, 
know, the second most points of all time uh, in NBA history. Um, it's just what he was able to accomplish and then what he was able to do was just um, nothing short of unbelievable. He was gone way too soon. And, you know, let's, you know, let's not forget that, you know, there's also um, eight other people, of course, that passed away and his daughter, 13 year old daughter, um, who was, you know, probably could have played in the WNBA if she kept going where she was going because Kobe was such a, a massive influence and, you know, just getting her to, you know, just keep playing. And, you know, I feel so much I just my, I, th- I extend my thoughts and prayers to the Bryan family his wife Vanessa and the rest of their uh, children and then of course I send my thoughts and prayers to everyone else who died on that crash the pilot um the family of course the um of one of, the, of Kobe's uh daughter's teammate um it was just I just I, I couldn't believe it when I, I just saw the news um I wish the NBA kind of would have canceled all the games yesterday considering um it just it looked like none of the teams, like when I was seeing on Twitter, it looks like none of the teams could even play. They were just so, you know, obviously shell-shocked by the news as everyone else was. Um, you know, I loved how in a couple of the games, um, the Raptors and the Spurs, they took the shot clock down all 24 seconds for their first possession in honor of Kobe. I thought that was an unbelievable great gesture. Um, I, I loved that so, so much. Um, it's just... I'm just, I just, I'm almost at a loss of words for it because he was just such a, he was just such an inspiration. You know, I just, I, I still remember also watching his final game, that 60 point game, uh, just a few years back when I was still in high school, believe it or not. I, I didn't care. I stayed up all game to watch that and all, all night to watch that game. And, um, I, I had a few tears at the end of that game. And if you guys want to watch that game, um, ESPN is actually going to be televising the game, um, tonight. Um, at 9 p.m. Eastern, you know, he scored 60 points, his final NBA game. They're going to re-air it. So great job by ESPN to do that, honor Kobe um, some more. Um, and, yeah, I'm not going to get into some of the, you know, the ruthless tweets that I saw yesterday from people. You know, there's people in their mentions that are giving them a bunch of heat, and rightfully so. But I do want to say this um, now that, the, that, of course, that this happened. You know, please hug your loved ones, especially tight, you know, every single day. You know, every day is a gift. You're never really promised tomorrow. Um, just if you have a if you have a grudge with someone in your family, you know, just let that shit go and just lo- love them. And because you just you never know what can happen. You know, you never know if today is going to be your last day. Just you know, every day on this earth that you're alive is a gift. You should always, always remember that. You know, surround yourself to people that you love to your friends, your family, tell all of them that you love them every single day because, you know, you just, you never know when it's going to be potentially ripped away from you and something like this could happen. So I just, I really wanted to hem home um, that point. Um, But, you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace to everyone who tragically died in that accident. We will miss each and every one of you. Um, on on this earth um it's just uh, i'm trying my i'm sorry i'm just trying my hardest you know not to um break down and start crying again because uh, i'm just uh, I, I hope the lakers you know go out and win it for kobe this year and you know for all you people that's still in school you know you still throw the um you still do the air shots with the trash going to the trash can yelling kobe you know keep that shit going you know, that was the thing when I was in school, you know, we'd always, you know, we'd fold up a piece of paper, throwing in the trash can, you know, count down three, two, one, and, and yelling, Kobe, 
whether you're throwing it in, you know, that was something I absolutely loved <laughs> growing up doing all the time. So if, if you're still in school, keep doing that or, you know, just keep doing that in general, you know, um, you know, this, this just makes me want to go out and just, you know, just be back home, honestly, and just go shoot some hoops at my, on my basketball hoop that I've had since I was a kid. But I just really wanted to start out the show with this. Um, that was probably one of the most hard days I think we've all had to go through um, with Kobe Bryant's passing. If you were really like, a, even if you really weren't a big NBA fan, you just, you knew how much uh, Kobe meant to so many people that didn't even get the chance to know him personally, you know, or meet him. And um, yeah, just, just, to, you know, rest in peace. You know, my thoughts and my prayers are with all of Kobe Bryant's family and all the families of all the victims that, um, passed away in um, the crash. All right, so now that with that um, out of the way, I just, I just wanted, really wanted to get to that to start out the show. I thought that was just really important to me with what happened yesterday. Um, of course, we have the NHL All-Star Game this weekend. We have the skills competition. Um, I thought the skills competition was okay to watch. Um, I, you know, Of course, we all know who stole the show this weekend, Alexander Letang, Chris Letang's seven-year-old son it's hard to believe that he's seven at this point i still can't believe you know just a few years ago that he was only around four i think when the penguins like four to five when the penguins won um that the 2016 stanley cup so yeah he's he's it looks like he, he grew up uh, quite a bit but um, it was great to see them have a great um a father-son time you know it looked like that uh alex was having such a fun time and you know i loved that um he was interviewing all the um you know the players such as trish and jari i think um michelle curcolo of um i think if i if i mispronounce her last name i apologize uh, she writes for the, uh, P- the penguins official website penn's Pen- inside scoop she was like whispering in his ear to ask uh, what questions to ask uh, jari like how'd you enjoy it? how'd you enjoy it thought that was really funny i loved how he was answering questions for tanger at the press conference, uh, that was really, really funny. Then I loved how he was uh, playing um, pass with it. it. looked like uh, Mitch Marner on the ice. Victor Hedman was uh, passing him the puck at times. Um, it just looked like he was having an absolute blast. And I think that's something that, of course, you know, he's never going to forget that uh, for as long um, as, you know, for as long as he lives. Uh, that just looked like he was just having such a uh, such a fun time. But um, And then, you know, he kept joking apparently with everyone, like, I'm going to take your job. I'm going to take your job. So, you know. When 2030 comes around, everybody, and, you know, Alexander Latank is, what, seven right now? So 10 more years. Maybe, yeah, maybe when he's about almost 18 years old, you know, he could be coming for some of the Penguins' jobs. So, um, you know, they have that to look forward to. But I just I thought that was really funny. I thought the um, – I was surprised that uh, McDavid did not win the uh, fastest skater competition. It was won, of course, by Matthew Barzell. That was a big shock to me that he won that. You know, I was able to get one right with uh, Shea Weber winning the hardest shot. I know John Carlson had a really hard one, uh, was trying to repeat as champion, but also, um, you know, it's Shea Weber. You know, he he has an absolute cannon of a shot, and I mean a cannon. So, um, and he, he, de- he definitely brought that too. Um, the women's three-on-three game, I thought that was the best part of the weekend, honestly. Um, that game was a lot of fun to watch. You know, outside of, you know, that and the squirrels skill- competition was – you know, mostly a little bit boring, you know, especially the All-Star game, which we'll get to. I thought that was kind of a joke this weekend. But, um, yeah, the women's three-on-three, it actually looked like they, they were trying. You know, we all know the U.S. and Canada, the women's teams, they don't really, you know, like each other too much. But, you know, it looks like they were truly going uh, toe-to-toe with each other. Both goaltenders on um, both squads were making some really, really impressive saves. I really liked what I was seeing. 
um, from um, both goaltenders. And, you know, there's a lot of good chances. But, of course, Canada was able to come away with the win. You know, it was good, glad to see, you know, they shook hands um, after, you know, I was, I was glad to see, you know, Amanda Kessel, best Kessel, as we call her here in Pittsburgh. Um, she was having a, I thought she had a good game. Uh, Hillary Knight, of course, for the United States. But yeah, I was just, they need to include, I think, the women's, those women's teams more, I think, going forward in skills competitions, or maybe even put them in the all-star game as well. You know, I think, I think that would be, um, that would be great as well. Um, I liked how Tomas Hurdle came out in the skills competition wearing a Justin Bieber mask. Um, that was absolutely hysterical. Um, hopefully another player um, does that again next year. Um, the uh, breakaway uh, thing, the most consecutive saves, that was okay. But honestly, it was just it was just kind of dull. You know, it just you know, I, I, it was really funny to see St. Louis giving Patrick Kane um, all the booze. As you know, they expected uh, you know they were expected to considering uh, how much damage Patrick Kane has done to Blues and their the Blues and their fans over the years. They have, he has just tortured that poor franchise for many years to come. Though you know they did beat them um, the Hawks in the playoff series just a few years back. But you know the hatred. Will obviously never go away. The Kane, I think, won the uh, the last competition. I think it was. Um, I think this was one. What actually Sidney Crosby of getting Malkin. I think the Penguins actually pitched it to the NHL is, uh, when you know they're firing pucks from all the way up all into the stands, uh, like kind of near a um, like the concourse area, like really close to it, and they're just firing pucks there, trying to get points or whatever. So I think yeah, the Penguins, it was the key bank challenge the Penguins did. That's right. And the Penguins were first to do that, and the NHL adopted that idea. And you know Patrick Kane won it, so I, you know obviously they did not. Um, fans are not liking that. But you know, onto the All Star game as a whole, um, I actually thought it was pretty much a joke this weekend. It was just. Like, it was just not fun to watch. And, you know, I, Gary Bettman, of course, has his comments like, you know, it's it's a big – it's an interrupting thing, you know, when we send the players to the Olympics. It's like – it's like, dude, like every – it's like why would you not want the players to go represent their home teams and, oh, grow your national – grow your sport because you're the commissioner of the NHL. I know, I know Adam Silver of the NBA would probably do it. You know, I wish Adam Silver was running the NHL because he's actually – a damn good commissioner, but, you know, I think it also goes back to the owners and, you know, Batman kind of being their little PR guy a little bit and saying what, what, what they all like, but, you know, hopefully at some point they go back to the, um, go to the Olympics or something because, you know, this all-star game, it was just, it just, it almost just, just does nothing to promote this for. I know the three-on-three is cool, you know, it makes the game exciting, but, man, some of those three-on-threes were just, you know, a little bit boring, you know, I mean, no one tries in the all-star game, you know, no one cares, they just skate around, you know, like, ha-ha-ha, you know, we're just, we're just skating around, not really doing anything, so it's just, it's it's whatever I guess you know and also really good uh, funny thing about the All Star game were people were Penguins fans were some Penguins fans really on Twitter getting mad at Chris Letang being a minus four during the freaking All Star game man man these some of these Chris Letang haters it just woof it, it was they weren't trolling either which was weird and you know and I get it you know the All Star game is a joke no one tries it's dumb but you know what you don't have to give Chris Letang crap because like he oh, wow, he was a minus four. It's like, you know, they lost in the opening round. You know, it's it's really, it's not a big deal. You'll wake up the next day. You'll wake up the next day. The sun will shine the next day, and everything will be okay. So I didn't really understand that. But now that the All-Star break is over, we get back into action this week. 
Um, yeah, that's really all this, the thoughts I had on All-Star Weekend, I guess. You know, just kind of a, a dull um, time it looked like. I mean, the players, you know, it was it, I could definitely tell it was missing players, you know, like Matthews, Ovechkin, Crosby, Malkin, you know, just all the, a lot of the big-time, uh, you know, talent, of course, was just not there. You know, some franchise uh, superstars, so, you know, he was definitely missing that beef. But, um, yeah, just kind of... Kind of dull, you know. Hopefully, at some point, the Penguins will get one of these All Star games. They have not, still not had one in the Cindy Crosby era. I think that's the last thing that David Morehouse, apparently, what I read from the Athletic, said that he would like to get before um, Crosby and Malkin um, retire and call it quits. So there's not really too much um, else going on in Penguin Land right now. You know, very very quiet. You know, as the Penguins, of course. Begin overall their bye week as it starts today. The Penguins will be back at practice, it looks like, on Thursday before they host the Philadelphia Flyers on this coming Friday. Then, of course, they will play the Washington Capitals for the first time this season on their 52nd game. It's Believe it or not, it is weird. It's just insanely weird that uh, the Penguins and Capitals will begin their four-game um, series, well, the, four, the first of four games and at the 52nd game of the season. That usually never happens. That game will be on Super Bowl Sunday in Washington, D.C. And also the Penguins have also not played the Hurricanes yet at all. They played them four times in um, March. But um, there was a really good article on The Athletic today from uh, Josh Yowie, um, who uh, interviewed Jim Rutherford this morning. You know, he talked a lot. Josh talked, I mean, Jim talked a lot about, you know, what he's looking for at the deadline. You know, just... And I'm not going to spoil all of it, you know, because, you know, you gotta, guys got to subscribe to it. But, you know, you know, he's Jim, Jim is ready to make a deal, basically, is what I got out of it. You know, he doesn't really mind if it's a rental uh, forward or if it's a player return. You know, they're just looking to make a deal. Um, and obviously, you know, they want to have the right uh, cost to acquire. They want to make sure, you know, they're not overpaying, you know, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, it looks like the Penguins are considering all their options at this point. And, you know, what? why couldn't you with um, just how good, you know, and just um, – what the hell was I talking about? Oh, yeah, you know, and, you know, why couldn't you with all the options available, such as, you know, a Chris Kreider, yeah. You know, and even Jim actually said, you know, sometimes he prefers a player that expires since, you know, that gives them cap relief. But, um, you know, I'll be curious to see if they do have to trade their first-round pick. Um, I know Jim is sometimes – not one and two in the past because he liked to draft, but you know what? When you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, you know, who cares? Trade the first round pick if you have to. It's not, not the end of the world. You're in it to win now. You win a fourth cup. You know, you're almost in the immortality stage. You know, three, three is awesome, but four, that's, you know, that's immortality stage. That's even more of a legend stage for your two franchise superstars. And I think for four cups for Evgeny Malkin, I think that would be. Um, the most uh, cups ever by a Russian player, or yeah, yeah, it actually would be. You know, he's right now he's tied with um, Fedorov and Larionov for the most Stanley Cup for Russian uh, players with Stanley Cup. So a fourth Stanley Cup for Malkin would be the only Russian um, of all Russians that play played in the NHL to have four Stanley Cups. So yeah, definitely the immortality stage. Um, it also looks like, you know, I'll tease just one more thing from the article, you know, it looks like Jim Rutherford is not really interested in acquiring a defenseman. He says, you know, he likes his defensive corps, you know, of course, you know, with Brian Dumoulin coming back, Justin Schultz is probably going to be back this Friday. I think Dumoulin may, is going to follow very, very shortly. You know, maybe he'll be back for the game against the Capitals the week after, but of course he has to start practicing because Schultz has already um, been practicing with the team. They just decided to hold him out for the game against the Flyers before 
the um the bye week. So yeah, definitely go check that out. The article by Josh Yeo. You know, Jim talks a lot about you know what he wants to give up, what he's looking for. He said you know like you know he, he's ready to make a deal. You know, the deadline is four weeks from today, so we're getting closer and closer. You know, a trade could happen at you know virtually any time now that the All Star break is over. So I think if there was a roster freeze or whatever. That is now up, and you know I think that um, I think that may do it for today's episode of Locked On Bengals. It's a nice, you know, short and sweet episode. There really wasn't uh, too much else to talk about um, that's really just going on in Penguin Land today. So um, I hope you guys um, enjoyed this episode. Please be sure to like and subscribe um, on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. And we'll be back with another episode coming tomorrow for the Locked On Penguin podcast. So. Look for that then. I think we'll have some more guests coming towards later in the week um, to preview uh, Penguins Capitals especially. Um, I may have um, Nicole on at some point to also preview that, though um, we're going to be watching the game together this weekend. So that'll be fun. That will be very, very fun as long as with, as well as with the Super Bowl. So um, take care, everyone, and uh, I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.